to go anywhere else. So I'm just going to start the talk now because it's, you know. So uh, I'm going over it from a recovery point of view. It's just, it just works for me. All right, so, so to give you these three pages, they talk about the main concept of recovery is to uh, turn one's will and life over to the care of a power greater than self. Yeah? Because we're not managerial quality. Self isn't. Yeah? So it's best to give over the fields where self manifests so that it can't go to its home game, so to speak. Yeah? <laughs> so, so, all right. So it gets to this point where it goes, all right, being convinced, which means to believe with certainty, that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. It's an incredible statement, really. Because now he's definitely pinpointing the exact nature of the wrong. It's not alcohol and drugs. It's not like your upbringing. It's this idea of self. So self manifested in a lot of ways is what has defeated us. If we're convinced of that, we will now look at its self's common manifestations in one's life. So self enters our life through a door where you're located. And then it expresses itself through us. And those expressions defeat us. Like resentments, fears, harms done to others in the pursuit of what you think you need or want. And there's hundreds of manifestations of self or expressions, but we're going to look so it goes, all right, so now if you're convinced of that, that self is what has defeated us, we're the us, you know, then there's this idea of self, a mental idea, like a mental parasite, so to speak, where all the hosts, the mental parasite takes us over, uses us for transportation, and it expresses itself quite similarly through all the different hosts. So if you can't figure it out yourself, you go to meetings and you hear people share, and when I came to a meeting the first few months, I had a very strong shell of terminal uniqueness. You know, I didn't think anyone thought like I did or felt like I did or did what I had done you know, in life. And then I start hearing people share at meetings and people share their thoughts, their feelings, their reactions to life. And I came to two conclusions. How do they get my thoughts and my feelings or they're not my feelings and my thoughts? The second one was what works. <laughs> because first of all, it breaks that terminal uniqueness where in isolation the disease has you unbelievably. It feeds off of you unbelievably in isolation. That's why the we so important groups. All right, so okay. So, so this is what this steps meant to me after my mind shifted in a sense. I saw self manifesting in various ways as well as the feet of us. If you're convinced of that, we'll look at its common manifestations, and the next paragraph is resentment, which is the first topic we do our introductory inventory on. Yeah? We do an inventory on our resentments in life, and resentment means in Latin to refeel. Yeah? So. And then fear is the second inventory, which is another common manifestation, and then harming other people. And so we look at our sexual behavior, because a lot of harm happens there. So we get to see three of the common manifestations of self in one's life with the hopes that you realize they're expressions of self, not yours. Yeah? And this is where there's a big, uh, there's a common mistake. People start inventorying the expressions of self, but while they're doing that, they're calling those expressions theirs. Yeah? 
So I'm saying it's my resentment, my fear. And to me, that's the real root of the problem. It's, because, it's called identification as the self. It's very easy to diagnose because if you see expressions of self in one's life and you call them yours, you're in the act of being identified as self, obviously. Because self is expressing and you're calling, oh, they're mine. <laughs> so there's something, the us and the self, that separation has been sort of distorted and now there's an identification of that which is defeating you. This is what allows the defeat to occur for so long because you're identified as it. And if you're identified as it, you can't entertain being free from it. You can entertain being free as it, which many people have. Therapy and all that stuff is trying to be free as a self. Nothing wrong with therapy when it's needed, but it's not going to take you out of self. It may just make the blows of self a little more, you know, with put it like a bigger weight glove so you don't get the knockout punches all the time. So, so here's, so, so, but if you're identified as a self, you're taking this foreign installments expressions as yours. In my humble view, that's the root of the problem of alcoholism. And if you don't see that as the root of the problem, you're probably not going to see a lot of radical relief in your life. You're going to get experience as a relief, but they're going to be predicated on circumstances, specifically you. Yeah, so you'll be playing God in a way, which AA says that's the first thing you've got to stop playing with God. But you will be playing God. You will be telling you how you're doing, how close you are to the truth, how far away. Oh, oop, I did something today. I'm very far away. <laughs> you get exiled all day from where you can't be exiled from. <laughs> it's just insanity, really. And it gets away with murder because it's identified. You're identified as it. So you're protecting it, defending it, making excuses for it. It's fucking shitting all over your life and onto others, but you're trying to hide it in secrets. <laughs> you're giving it fuel without telling anybody. <laughs> because it can't go buy a beer. It needs the host to get the beer. The host has the delivery system. Yeah, That's its fuel. It can't shoot up drugs, the parasite. It needs you. It can't, it can't indulge in drama. You have to get in the drama. And then it will feed off the drama. But it can't produce the drama. It can produce it through you, but not separate from you. It needs your juice to create all these dances, yeah? It has to have us. That's why it it's, attempts to be so convincing. Because its nature is very hostile, and your natural reaction would be you'd throw off that parasite if you knew it wasn't you. But it lands and it convinces you that it's you and therefore you, you, no matter how much you try, you can't entertain getting rid of it because it's you. Yeah, that's the trick. That's the whole enchilada there. When that shifted, then what I was trying to stabilize in a, as an experience stabilized as a state, yeah? Instead of surrendering all the time, I was surrendered. And then I have experiences of surrendering. But my state is surrendered. I'm very clear I'm not managerial quality. I'm very clear that I'm fucked, basically, if I rely on self. And <laughs> there's no argument or this, I don't go to debates or anything like that with it. It's a sober assessment of the situation I was in. And now I'm not prey to it anymore. Yeah, because I admitted my powerlessness. Because self is never going to get out of self. 
It's an axiom that's echoed by ancient sayings from ancient Zen where they say you can't use the mind to seek the mind. You can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use light to seek light. Well, in this case, in recovery, you can't use the problem to get to the solution. Self isn't gonna. Self will migrate with the problem to the solution, and then make it a problem in a lot of levels. <laughs> I've seen it. I've watched it for years. Yeah, it's quite revealing. If you're not it, you'll see it very clearly how it's produced and reinforced. If you're it, you're looking from it, and then you have no idea really what's going on. You think you have tons of ideas. But you really don't have an idea of a problem until you look at it from the solution. You don't really see it. You don't. Now, you can hope for and wish and ask for the grace to have the solution dawn on you. And then, or you'll see certain pieces of the problem to motivate you to open up to the solution. But the real recognition of the problem comes from the solution, not from the problem. You know? And when you see the problem, its its nature is imaginary. It's produced, yeah? It's a lot of smoke and mirrors. It's a lot of huffing and puffing and blowing imaginary houses down. It lives in a realm of time, the past and the future, and it uses this moment to dwell there. Your thought system thinks about yesterday and tomorrow more than being paying attention to now. You want that system to navigate your life? You're always going to be off because you're always going to be parking in the past and in the future, and you'll be, you know, fucking stalled here. <laughs> you know what I mean? You won't be driving here and now. You'll be in that two that two gear mental car back and forward. Past, future, past, future. You know, oh, I was there. I will be there. Therefore, I am here. That's what self does. Self has to be remembered. It's not. It isn't. Doesn't have any existence in and of itself. So it has to be remembered by what does have an existence. Da, 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 da. We conjure up the sense of self. The sense of self isn't flying around. It's, it's made up. We didn't have it when we were a baby. We grew into it. Usually they say in the development of the, of the baby, the human baby, it's around 18 months. And then the sense of self or separation starts gaining traction. Yeah? And then it's sort of, in some research, it's funny that it coincides with the language center firing, because the language is the trance reinforcer. If you listen to the head and you listen to thoughts, you hear them. You know, they sound like you, don't they? They're casting your vocal cords, what you call yours. It's just a body, but because you, you identify as a body, you think it's your voice. Oh, that sounds like Paul. No, it sounds like this body, not Paul. But the identification immediately raises it up to Paul. <laughs> and you're going to listen to Paul a lot more than Tony or Jim or your wife or your husband's voice up there. You're going to be listening to Paul's voice for only one reason. Not that it's wise and knows anything. It's you. It's called being identified as a self. There's a cherishing of it. So here's the thoughts. And the thoughts think about me. You don't mind, I'll break this down. It's good to have an understanding. It could help you. It's like it can create a platform that something that has the wings of grace may choose to land on. But it's a good platform and understanding. It can beckon or beseech grace. And then grace will maybe decide to land on it because it's a big enough platform. It's not going to land in insanity because it's not going to be nurtured there. But maybe you're open to it. And understanding is a good 
like preliminary. It's not the final thing. The final thing is a sense felt sense of something, of spirit. Yeah. So as long as you're alive, that sense feltness is alive. And you have awareness and you can be aware of that. Yeah. Instead of being aware of all the thoughts and all the feelings and all of this and all of that and all the things, you'll have an awareness of no thing, you know, or spirit. And I find that's the greatest leavening agent for the experience of being here. You'll travel lighter on a stabilized level. Things won't have such an impact on you. You'll be able to enjoy joy and you'll be able to get over sadness. Yeah. Things will come in and go out, but you never leave. You're the one constant. Not you as a body. That's coming and going too. It just seems longer than a lot of other comings and goings, but it's got the same nature. This was born, it's going to end. But what we are hasn't been born, nor does it die. And it's always available. While, while you seem to be here, it's available to you. When this passes away, there'll be no you to be available. Yeah, there'll just be availability. There won't be any body identification. So, all right. So the thought system, take a look at it, okay? because it seems to be the navigator, right? It's telling you what you are like, what you're going to be like, what you are like now, what they're like, what they're going to be like, what the future holds, what the past holds. It's pontificating constantly. Ace says it very clearly, it's playing God. You, know? you wake up in the morning, it tells you how the day is going to be. You haven't even gotten up, but it's always already, for, it's a bad day coming. You know what I mean? Fuck, I haven't even been dealt the 805 card, and you're telling me the whole hand on the 4th, 4 p.m. card game. Give me a break. What's that but playing God? Yeah. So, all right, so here's the thought system, and most of us are taking our cues from it, you know? All right, so the thought system, what does it value? Does it value here, or does it value past and future more? Your thoughts. Are they usually about this exact moment, or are they happening in this exact moment about a past or a future moment? Yeah. So you now recognize the thought system's value system, and it's skewed, obviously. Because if this is all there is that's happening, why would you have? To, why would you want all your compasses and maps set to the directions of yesterday and tomorrow? <laughs> it's freaking insane. How are you going to navigate today if you're following maps from 20 years ago and then future maps? You know? It's insanity. But all right, so, okay. So here's the thought system. All right, what does the thought system picture you as? When you're thought about, when you're thinking about you, let me think about me this morning when I got this cortisone shot. Alright, so I was sitting there, you know, my mind had a lot of reservations, I have some new age uh, conditioning, cortisone's terrible, never do it, this and that. It may set off a speedy reaction, which it has, but, you know, it could end up being Kundalini event, and that doesn't that, I've been through that for a year, I don't want to go there anymore as an action figure, because it almost it feels like it's killing you every day for like a year straight. <laughs> so I want to know, 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 but then nothing's happening there, so that was what's going on. And I was open to the power that's created in me, obviously, because I'm, I've had familiarity with 26 years of surrender and relying on the principle of the power of me. Not great, not 
greater than self, you know, see? And unfortunately, or fortunately, hopefully you'll find out you have the power greater than self, so that you'll stop giving your power to self, so that it won't lord it over you anymore. <laughs> hopefully. That's what awakening is, in a sense. All right, so all right, here's the thought system. So I'm thinking about me early this morning. How am I pictured? Obviously, I was concerned about the knee, Yes? So, and I was thinking of myself as a body, yeah? I pictured Paul on the, I can't picture my spirit on the, you know, on the gurney, you know, or on the, you know, the hospital bed. I picture a body, yeah, my head. So my head's thinking about me there, and so, all right, it remembers me, isn't it? It's remembering Paul. That's what it's using the thoughts about me five hours ago to do. But where does the remembering Paul occur? Now, yeah? When I'm thinking about Paul six hours ago, the remembering isn't happening six hours ago. The remembering is about six hours ago, but it's happening now. All the six hours and five hours and eight years and 12 years ago and 50 years ago, all those remembering, they basically are, are pretty translucent. The one opaqueness is you, see? You're, you're what's being thought about. The thinking about doesn't mean it much, really. But you're what thought about. So you remember you as a body. Now, so all right, now you're worrying. I'm worrying, what's, how is my knee going to be next fucking week? I have a huge story about seven months ago. I got hurt January 6th surfing. And you know, just so happens, every day before January 6th was great. <laughs> and then suddenly, every day after it, it's not great because I can't go surfing anymore, which I did for many, many years, and blah, 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 blah. You know, the story makes it, it's, it can get exquisite, yeah? It couldn't just make enough suffering to occur today. It has to go, well, it was, it's been bad for a long time, and prior it was so fucking great, like every day, yeah? So this event is a big, this is the pivotal moment of my life, January 6th. It's a story. It's a freaking story, you know? gets a little kernel and then just <laughs> blows it up and it's all about you so you're quite interested in it then it pops in your face and you're pissed off but it's the obsession with self that sets you up for the defeat okay. alright so yeah so I'm thinking about me in the past oh and you know and alright so now I'm thinking about me in the future now people don't think thinking about me in the future is an act of remembering but it is you're remembering you but you're putting it five years from now yeah? But the remembering happens at the same place when you're remembering the past happens right now. Yeah? What the hell is being remembered right now? Not the not the, the, the possibilities, but who was gonna get the possibilities? You as a body. This is called the remembrance of self. Yeah? The self has to be remembered and reinforced, and the thought system is doing a damn good job of it. Yes? Especially when we lose something we really want, or we don't get something we really want. Yeah? It, can, it has a field day. It has a field day building imaginary castles all fucking day. And then it produces a feeling, which is the clincher. So now the thoughts are wrapped with a feeling of incredible bummed outness or something, and it seems as real as real can be. But to who does it seem as real as real can be? The only fucking reality thing there is, which is you. You give it the meaning that it seems real. 
it cannot produce a real meaning. It's like we say in AA, it's false evidence appearing real. The acronym of fear. False evidence can appear real, but it has to appear real to what's real. Bingo, bingo, bingo. If not, if you're not identified as this, you will see false evidence as what? False evidence. It will never complete its mission to appear real because it can't appear real unless it does to you. Yes? And then something happens and you feel better in a week and suddenly it doesn't appear real anymore. What is it? Was it real and now it's not real? It never was real. It's based on your and my condition, not on its condition. Hey, yeah, you heard it many times. You go to meetings. When I first came in, there was a plethora of shares that would talk, would start with, you know what? The worst thing that ever happened to me is now, I see it now as the best thing that ever happened to me. You know? That night I got stopped by the cops and I got brought to jail. That was the worst thing that ever happened to me. But now, after two years of recovery, I see it as the best thing. What was it? Was it the worst thing? How could the worst thing turn into the best thing? If it was a real thing, it would have stayed the worst thing. Yeah? But it appeared to be the worst thing, and then the mind that was seeing it as the worst thing changed, and now it sees it as the best thing. What? One example explains the whole principle of mind. You get it once, you can expand on it. That's what's happening all day. It doesn't mean when the house is on fire, you deny the water. If you feel like you're getting hot, get some water and douse it. Go to a meeting, get busy, and get try to get out of that sense of self, of BS of self. Get that divine proctologist to pull you out by doing service or going to a meeting or sharing or getting body work. Don't play, don't attempt to use this as an ointment, this message. This message is not a path to illumination. It will illuminate whatever path you're on. You are the light. You are the light. But you don't use it as a philosophy to make a day better. It will work as a salve. But the fact is, if your house is on fire, and you believe it's a house, and you believe the fire, and you believe you're on fire, you better get some water. (laughs) I mean, the philosophy, there is no house, there is no water, isn't going to work. You've got to recognize where the mind seems to be. Because you're not that. The mind is going to manifest and change all day based on circumstances and situations, emotional, physical, outside circumstances, mental circumstances. But what's seeing the mind doesn't change. That's the spirit, yes, if you want to use that term. That's the power, the higher power. It's not, a t- it's not affected by the comings and goings, yeah? But don't under- underestimate the comings and goings when the comings are hard and the goings are harder. You better fucking take some skillful means. Go to a meeting. Help somebody. Get out of self. Help somebody. Stay busy. All those tried and true methods. Man, the first year of sobriety, I had the cleanest clothes. I must have done my laundry so many fucking times and watched videos and made my bed because I was crazy. The fucking the parasite was like all over me. And I couldn't say, oh, there is no parasite. I had to fucking act as if there was because I was believing it. Yeah? But while I had breaks, let's try to have another understanding, a deeper understanding that will precede the problem, that you'll see the freedom is prior to the bondage, not after the bondage. You'll see that inherently, you've never changed what you truly are. You'll just become identified with a shifting, changing thing. 
physical, mental, energetic, circumstantial realities that aren't realities because they change quite often. They come and go. They get bigger and smaller. But the real reality is lending all the meaning they've ever had. And you and I are that. Where else is a false... Where is the false evidence getting the ability to appear real to it? It must come from what's real. We're the dreamer here. So we can dream something. This is like this is a big problem on Monday. Big problem. And then that's not enough. I'll call people and discuss the big problem. And they'll agree with me and they'll try to compare their big problem and we'll have a little co-enabling, co-enabling or agreement. Yes, we got big problems, right? Okay. But very rarely do you look at the state you're in. Suddenly the state changes. Next day you're feeling good, it isn't a problem. You don't see it. You don't see that you have a, at least a smidgen of a role for what that means? I mean, you got... Like, AA is so awesome because if you know a little bit about it, they have an inventory process. Four columns of good beginners inventory. Now, everyone who's at a bar tonight who's bitching about something does the first two columns. They know who they're mad at and why. I mean, they're super clear. It may be wrong, but they're super clear. It's the IRS. So they are totally, adamantly right. It's Obama or something, you know what I mean? It's so so they're, they're on the first two columns. No relief available. None. AA just moves the goalposts just two little columns farther to what was your role in it. Yeah? And suddenly... The relief that comes from the column two to the column four is like a quantum leap. No relief in the first two columns. The fourth column, big relief. Because the closer you bring it, when you keep bringing it back to you, the more there is relief. When you keep blaming everything and everyone else, the less relief. Yes? The more, when you bring it back to, well, what was my role? What? Oh, yes. What did I do? Well, what happened? They, he explains it beautifully. He says, you know, people are going to step on your toes, seemingly without provocation. Yes? Oh, yes. I'm justified. Be pissed off at that. But you will invariably find that you made a decision based on self that puts you in this position to be hurt. What? Oh, yes. All your righteousness about being a victim, if you look at it, you had a role in it. Now, if that's amazing that from two to four there's so much relief, how about going a little farther back to the exact nature of things, the exact nature, which Bill W. says, we have to get to the exact, the exact nature of the wrong. Not the vicinity of the wrong, the exact nature. And what's the nature of the wrong? The nature of a wrong is it's false. It's an illusory nature. It can only reach the level of seemingly so. You go to the forward in the, in the book, go to one of the forwards, and he talks about there's a hundred men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. A lot of people get up and share and they go, there are a hundred men and women who have recovered from a hopeless state of mind and body. It does not say that. It says seemingly. Seemingly means it appears to be true or false to what? You. <laughs> you, 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 you. What? Yes. That hopeless state of mind and body can only reach a level of seemingly so. It will seem to be really so if your mind's in a certain condition. It will start seeming not to be really so when the condition of the mind changes. Yeah? You and I are giving it the meaning it has. So, the illusory quality of it 
means it can only reach a seemingly so level. It needs your belief in it to seem real. Yeah? What would happen if that was withdrawn? Find out. I call it traveling lighter on a stabilized way. I don't give people the meaning of being my savior because they're going to fail me. Yeah? I don't give this the meaning of being my savior because it has and will and continue to fail me. <laughs> I realize any life run on self-will will not be successful. Yeah? I realize that self is what has defeated it. I realize that self can't get out of self. No human power. I'll tell you, my mother wanted me to get sober. My friends wanted me to get sober. My enemies wanted me to get sober. The state wanted me to get sober. No fucking human power could get me sober. Something occurred in a trailer park. A download, a portal opened up, and some grace came in my life and put and stopped the parasite in its tracks. And I've been radically free from its tentacles for 26 years, yeah? With very little thought and effort on my part. Just showing up, just like recognizing I stay on the operating table and I never play the doctor. <laughs> That's it. I don't go, oh, I think I'm ready to take over my life. No, I just lay there, AA, and life just keeps working. It's like water running over rocks, you know? And you think this boulder's never going to change and it gets smoothed over time, you know? It's on and on and on and on and on. And you have it by giving it away. And there's people that say you have to have it before you give it away. I don't believe that. I believe if you're willing to give it away, you'll have it. If you're willing to serve, what's needed to be serviced will happen to you. Because that's what happened with me with those workshops. I showed up every Monday night in tons of different conditions. You know? Fairy princess leaving me five minutes before on that bench right near the school, right on the Greenwich Street, having no money, thinking I may have AIDS and not and waiting for the test results, walking in there and just sitting there, and the energy happened every time. The batting average was a thousand. And I realized this has nothing to do with my considerations or requirements. All it has to do with is my willingness. If I'm willing and open, it's available. If I think I have to jump through some hoops, then it will seem to be not available. Yeah? Yeah. So, this is what we've been sharing 26 years, because I feel, as far as I can see, it's the exact nature of the wrong. The exact nature of the wrong is the act of being identified as what you're not. The act of being identified as a self, as a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, a body... And even when we talk about spirituality, we talk about it in body terms. We're on a spiritual journey. What goes on a journey? Spirit? A body goes on a journey, you know? I've been on the mountain. <laughs> What's on the mountain? The body, not the spirit. Spirit's in the mountain, around the mountain, over the mountain, under the mountain. <laughs> this language is so self-centered, it's unbelievable, you know? <laughs> so now we're trying to acquire spirituality and graft it onto this mental, fucking physical hybrid. How's it working? Fucking, you do a month retreat, it's forgotten in two days. So you think, well, I better do a three-month retreat. Maybe you'll get three and a half days out of it. <laughs> I was in Thailand. A lot of people from the West took in their monk roles, and in about seven months, they realized they didn't want to be a monk. <laughs> they gave back the robes, you know? <laughs> 
<laughs> you can't. It's like it says in the book very clearly: the daily reprieve from alcoholism, or from whatever's ailing you, in the many forms of alcoholism, or the root problems, identity, you know, self-obsession, self-identification, self-centeredness. Oh, I where was I there? I'm in the freedom from it. It's the pause. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Thailand monks. Hmm? You're in Thailand. Oh, that's Thailand monks. That didn't matter. Really. <laughs> no, that's something else to do. Well, maybe the end to talk should end there. <laughs> Let's see. Let's sit and review. You see, if you see the exact nature wrong, which is identification as a self, yes? in other words, your thought system implies, infers, assumes, refers to you as the doer, yes? To you as the one that's seeing, to you as the one that's thinking, to you as the one that's hearing, to you as the one that's feeling, yes? It's easily recognized by the language. Usually, it's preceded by a word, my. So, my feelings, my thoughts, my time, my body, my money. That's the own the sense of ownership <coughs> or claiming, yes? So, we used to do this back in the dry dark days. You put those three words, three topics most people have some engagement with. Sex, hopefully, everyone. Uh, money and health, okay? So everyone looks at it, sex, money, health. Weighs a little bit, yeah? Based on if you don't have any money or not having sex, stuff like that. Okay, now we're going to add weight to it just by preceding it with a little word, my money. Usually different, yeah? You're not usually not preoccupied with money. You're preoccupied with my money. <laughs> if you're a crook, it is definitely my money, but in your head, it's my, your money, yeah? Your health, your relationships. That's the distribution of weight. That's how the identification of self works. It claims things, and then it uses those things like seeing, hearing, feeling to facilitate the bondage of self. Because the seeing is forgotten, and the emphasis is on the seer and seeing. Me and you. Yeah? Instead of the feeling of seeing, which is aliveness, onness, consciousness. Conscious contact is dismissed as I'm the one who's conscious. And then, you... you, you you bequeath yourself an incredible possibility that you can be unconscious. <laughs> so, <laughs> you are so spirit, but through the identification of body, you think you can be unspiritual. <laughs> or more spiritual. <laughs> so, the program says, uh, now I'm back on track with this. The daily, daily preve is contingent or make it based on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Yeah? So you'll get a daily reprieve from alcoholism, that insane, insane thing. Yeah? All right, so now, all right. So therefore, I have to maintain my, the spiritual condition. Which would be the easiest condition to maintain if you were the spiritual condition? You're just, you're, you're just living would be the maintenance of it. But to have it, but to take yourself as a body trying to be spiritual, that's a lot of vigilance. That's a lot of freaking work. Because the body 
it, it doesn't, doesn't, the glue isn't good enough to hold spirit onto the body. You can't graft it. You know what I mean? The body will still be the supreme identification. Now, you'll be thinking you're becoming spiritual, but as a body or as a mind. When the fact is, if you're not this, you are spirit. That's what dawns on you. And then knowing that you are spirit is a very high form of maintenance of it. So now, a lot of practices, you may like them, but in a sense, they're unnecessary. Because whatever, however living's going on, you're aware of the aliveness. Yeah? You're not taking yourself to be a body trying to seek uh, or gain spirit. You're realizing your spirit seeking to express itself through a body. It's much different, you know? So when I'm in a relationship, I'm not looking to get much. I'm looking to see what I can put in. Yeah? It just works better. If I think surfing was the source of my joy, what happened is it was an easy trigger to, to initiate the joy that's already in me when I went in. But that trigger isn't a solitary trigger. I can do many, many things that initiate the joy because I'm the joy. I don't find joy in the water. I bring the joy into the water. That's the difference. That's, that's a piece that you can understand and comprehend because it will be always available at all times, right where you are, no matter what seeming condition you think you're in, your prior condition is of peace and serenity. So, I did a talk last night in Mississippi today, and you know this, I love to be just winding up when my friend Mark comes, because he's like the living embodiment of it to me. He just gushes out spirituality. Did you mean I vomited? He may have come out the other way. <laughs> so we're just really wrapping up. I just went over. But all right, I like to share this thing I shared last night. Marco was there. Yeah. You know how you have a story about the life? Your head has a story of yesterday, today, and tomorrow, pretty much. Pretty good. Fill a lot of pages. No one's interested other than you, really. <laughs> but, I mean, it can't, you can't, it's always self-published. You know what I mean? No fucking editor would take it or publish it, but you you're keep adding more and more story chapters. <laughs> it's like that thing of, like, you have a movie theater and you put the marquee up, the story of Paul. So guess who comes? About 30 Pauls, you know, the hopes that it's about them and a few ex-girlfriends of Pauls to be right about leaving them, you know. <laughs> this will verify it was a good movie, get rid of that bum. So now they're all in. <coughs> and you know, the, the, the theater sort of smells. It's bad, bad. And the jujubes are stale and the raisinettes are fucking dead. And popcorn's no butter, nothing on it. But everyone's putting up with it because they're really excited to see themselves in the movie. Now I'm there, I know it's about me, so I put some locks on the doors. Because <laughs> I want an audience. So the movie starts. All the Pauls and the girls realize it's not about them. They lose interest in it completely. But I'm incredibly intrigued by it. I'm going, what? My whole life's going to change by this phone call. What? How many rings? Is it my fairy princess? Is it that new job that will take me to Africa? Everyone else is snoozing, trying to figure out how to get out. I'm like this. What's, what's, what's the glue? It's about me. It's about me. The movie sucks. It's the audience that's giving it all the attention. <laughs> you couldn't sell your fucking story to almost anyone except someone who may want to sleep with you. 
You'll, they'll listen to you. Like, they'll, you'll talk about your cats or about, and they'll listen to you avidly for five hours, but if you go horizontal with them, they're never going to put up a hearing about your cats for five hours. They want to watch basketball now. They got what they wanted. They were just paying, they were tithing to get what they thought they needed. Oh, I love cats. <laughs> you know, give me a break. It's commerce. <laughs> so in this beautiful statement in The Course in Miracles, and I'm being crude just to get a point across. I'm a romantic at heart, and I truly am. But I need to get something across. So if you make it brazenly obvious, it gets the point across. So here, The Course in Miracles is an amazing little download. It was published in the 70s, and if you get interested in it, you can look it up. Uh, but it has, these, it has these statements that you can use them as a template for every day of your life, and it will explain the whole day of everyone's day everywhere. And so here's the one, this is the one, there's two that I'm going to share. So you and I are the dreamer of the dream. Yeah. Now, you may not think this is a dream, but are you having a subjective experience? So, things aren't really lending their meaning themselves to you, but you're giving them the meaning. I would say that's an aspect of dreaming, yes? So, we're dreaming here. If you want to, even on that obvious crude level, it's much more uh, complex than that, but basically, subjectivity should tell you something, that you've you got a big role with the way things are here. So, all right, you and I are the dreamer of the dream. And this is the, this is the condition that happens. You forget that you're the dreamer. Yeah? Alright? So, how do we forget that we're the dreamer? Well, we remember that we're the dreamt, which is the body identification. Yeah? The constant remembrance of self is the act of forgetting of what we are. That's what happens. That's the obsession with self. You're constantly obsessing over what you're not so that you can forget what you are. Yeah? Okay. So in this condition, all right, I'm the dreamer, you're the dreamer, yeah? We're dreaming, and yet we forgot we're dreaming. And in that state, we now give everything we've dreamt to power to, to affect us, yeah? People, places, things, thoughts are things, too. Subtle things, but still things, yeah? So now, in that state of forgetfulness of our real nature, and being identified with this nature, this distributes meaning to other things, and then those things bite us in the ass we didn't have before as our true nature. <laughs> so, <laughs> and if you took any day of anyone's life and you dropped that over, it would explain pretty much the events of the day. Yeah? All right. So now in the next statement says, you know what's going to happen if you hear this information? We're going to start to dream ourselves out of the dream. Yeah? We're not going to deny and kill the dream. We're going to use the dream, to, because we're the dreamer, to dream ourselves out of it. Yeah, that's a beautiful idea. So there's no denial, total acceptance of the dream. So now you're dreaming the dream, and as you're dreaming the dream, you're going to dream yourself out of it. And what's going to happen as you're dreaming yourself out of it? The dream will get happier. What a beautiful, beautiful statement, isn't that? You're the dreamer of the dream. You're going to dream yourself out of it. And while that's occurring, the dream's going to get happier. It's beautiful to me. And it's come to pass for me. You may have to give up all your ideas of how you think happiness is going to look or how it's going to be delivered and all like that. 
that's wondrous because then it's a real surprise because it's never going to be the way you thought. Yeah? You may get tons of stuff out of nothing. Yeah? And you may get emptiness out of everything. Who knows? So, this is just an idea, an invitation. We put it out there. You want to entertain it, see where it goes. It would, you can see it immediately, its effects, if you just put it on the level of thought. Maybe hold the idea that not that they're not your thoughts, but you're not the thinker of them. Yeah? You're not actually doing thought thinking. And if you're not the doer or the thinker of them, you'll lose interest in the thoughts. Yeah? The thoughts hold interest because they're yours. Yeah? Other people come over to me and tell to me about how their thoughts are driving them crazy, but their thoughts are about next week. I can't see the driven crazy, can't feel it, can't taste it. So I'm bored. It's like it's actually not happening. But the same thoughts that I can see obviously as not happening, if they were held as mine, could be producing a big effect in the condition I'm sitting in. It's not the thoughts, obviously. They facilitate an effect. It's the mind. It's the act of being the thinker or the thought about. Yeah. So these are the exact natures of the wrong. When you see the exact nature of the wrong, what starts seeing them? What's right, in a sense? <laughs> the solution recognizes the problem. And from the solution's point of view, it's imaginary. And therefore, there's no, not even a need for a solution. You are it. Yeah, that's reliable. That's always available at all times, right where you are. No matter what you're considering this condition to be, there is a prior condition you are. Why waste time trying to match them up? Just you'll be able to travel lighter over what comes your way when you realize you are the way, in a sense. Yeah? Like we used to always say, you'll travel lighter. It won't change the geography of your life. People may leave you, you really want to stay. This may happen, that may happen. But it will allow you to travel lighter over those terrains. Yes? What more do you freaking want? This isn't magical thinking that everything's going to be just great and rosy. It doesn't work that way. Some of the greatest masters I've heard of died of cancer, yeah? Things like that. They didn't go blissfully out. Maybe they did, but their body went through, went through the, what everyone else goes through, yes? They didn't, hopefully, but the body does. So, yeah. I'm just so fucking high today from, from that chucking anesthesia and the, talk, the conference in Mississippi was just too much. <laughs> this is one simple thing people happen. The sense of being you is very stubborn, yeah? So let's say they, they get a set a taste of selfing, like talking about you as the doer or the thinker or assuming that. Yeah? So then they recognize it, but they call me up and they go, I've been selfing all day. You see? The feeling of being the doer of the selfing is the product of the selfing. It's not the selfing. The selfing facilitates a production, a seeming production. So when someone calls me up, they're, in the, they're at the end of the production line. They're now proclaiming that they're a self, that selfing's driving crazy. <laughs> and they don't get, it's hard for them to see. Yeah? So you've got to go like this. Or then they switch it. You know, self's, uh, I, self's been driving me crazy today. 
See, there's still the sense of being a one who's been driven crazy. That's the product of selfing. That sense of being the doer when an action occurs. That sense, not a thought, it's a sense of being the seer when seeing occurs. The sense of being the hearer when hearing occurs. It's an interpretation of conscious content and puts you as the one who's conscious. And it's not true. You're an afterthought. You come after conscious contact, the story of Paul. The story of Paul doesn't start before conscious contact. It starts after conscious contact, and yet it implies that it was before conscious contact. It's a story. Any questions? No. It was just a formality. I knew there was no questions. I saved yourself going through the pantomime. Oh, yes. I like you. Starting not to like you, though. So I understand what you mean by the self being false, or the sense of the little self being false. And I also have a big sense of this bigness the background, but I look at you, and you have a very strong personality, um, and you, I presume you have strong preferences, and you know, I want to do this today, but not that, and um, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> I'm trying to do this and that. It's, everything is that. <laughs> no, okay. It seems like a paradox to me because I feel great when I'm here in this space. And at the same time, you're such a very <laughs> unique individual and you're saying the individual is not there. And I'm like, wow, how can those two things coexist? So That's the beauty of it. <laughs> what I have found... You're more of an individual when you realize you're not than ever before. The little peculiarities can really blossom because there's no social constraints or any fucking, you know, any kind of those societal mojo fucking voodoo shit. You just go off. Yeah, I'm just a, you know, I'm just a mailman. That's all. And you know how, didn't you get sick of all those loving gays people? You know, all those people that look like they, you know, all they do is pet cats, like Himalayan cats. Oh. (laughs) You know, and they, the oneness. No, you don't need to know what you are. You can't. You need to know what you're not. Yeah? Fine, then you find out what you are. You need to know what's producing a sense of self because when you hear the message of oneness, you're going to hear it from the two-ness that you represent. Yeah? That's the whole point. It's like that thing I always use since the first video we ever made, the lion and the sheep. This, so you hear the message, you're a lion, yeah? You're a lion, you're a lion. And then people go... Really? I'm a lion? It's an example. <laughs> You're not a lion, but it's the example we're using. 
So you're a lion, 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 you're a lion. And everyone, some people like it, some other people are mad. They're happy to be a boar or I'm a fucking monkey or whatever. I'm a junkie or something. You're identified. They want to budge, but all right, here we go. Some people enjoy it and it resonates. Yeah? But what happens is it goes like this. You're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion. You're, and you're, you're in agreement with that. But you don't see, once it hits this ear, this ear is configured as a sheep's ear. Now, which you identify as something already. And that's the first mitt that catches the balls that's thrown. So you are hearing a message, not as the lion you are, but as the sheep you're not. Yeah? So the sheep goes, I'm a lion, I'm a lion, I'm a lion. And then the sheep grabs it, it makes it into something. I can become like a lion. That's not the message. Yeah? But if you go again, I'm a lion, I'm a lion, I'm a lion. And you're like, but I can become like a lion. So then we deal with an exaggerated little story where some sheets are sick and tired of getting, you know, being used for sweaters and fucking getting, you know, kicked by the, by the fucking Australian border collies or something, chomping at their little hoofs. So they hear, they find a book about lions, and lions, you know, badass, they don't take any shit, they kill fucking things. And they, they're the, the king, and the sheep go, man, I like to have some of those qualities, man. And so now they get a couple people that have the same idea. They're tired of being a sheep, yeah, and they'd like to become like a lion. So then they find some pictures and they cut them out, put them in frames, and they get candles. They rent a little room like this. And, that, and they go and they look at the thing. Oh, I want to be like that. I want to be like Leo. I want to be like Leo. I want to be Leo. Then they're getting their hair straightened out, trying to make a mane. And they have roaring lessons on Saturday morning. It still sounds like Bob's, but you're sounding better, Norm. Bah, 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 you know? And everyone's feeling pretty good about themselves. Yeah, that they're, they're not, they're not going to take that sheep life anymore. I'm fucking like a lion. But the fact is, What's determining the situation is the false identification as the sheep. They are a lion already. If they would give up the idea of being a sheep, what would they find out? They would find out that they can roar. It wouldn't take any time. Yeah? That's the point here. We're in a masquerade, yes? And some of us want to put a mask of spirituality on it. Why not just feel the mask that you already have on? Yeah? If you see that it's a mask and you take it off, it may be exactly what you've been looking for. You've been trying to acquire your own nature through the commerce of spirituality here when you are spirit. It's like people with the glasses. There's a famous book in recovery called The uh, New Pair of Glasses. Yeah? So if you take that, let's say you've had a, a pair of glasses you've been wearing called self-centeredness. Yeah? Created a lot of distortions. So you try to remedy that by getting loaded, and which created more, like prison glasses, you know, lawyer glasses, hospital glasses. And so now it's really dis really distorted. And then you cut AA and you put those glasses on and they correct the distortions, yes? And they serve you great. But what happened if you would just raise your hands and feel your eyes, their glasses? Self-centeredness is a thought system. It's not the way you actually can see. It's a form of looking that causes you to be blind to the scene. But we never go and check out and just call it me. Why not question that me? Because if it's not you, you can take it off. Yeah? You can honor the glasses. If you ever pick them back up, you can put the A glasses back on and we'll quickly distort it. But wouldn't it be great to be free of all glasses? Yeah. 
But if you take your eyes to the eyes and their glasses, you're in a certain situation. Yeah, you're like if you're like you're like having saran wrap wrapped around you. You know, you see pretty good one layer, two layers. After about twenty layers, it's pretty fucking distorted. You know, you see like your fairy princess is not a fairy princess, really. <laughs> you can't see a damn thing. And so what we what happens in AA is the mental state gets diminished. So so you can see better, but then hopefully it will lead you to the point of checking out what you're calling your eyes and seeing them as a pair of glasses. Once you recognize that, you can take them off, yeah? And then you'll see anew. Yeah. So, that's it. We'll pass the basket. <laughs>